to page 306. Page number 306. While you're turning and finding your place, I want to read a couple of scriptures out of Psalms 119, verse 18 through 20. <clears throat> Psalms 119, longest chapter in the Bible. <laughs> Anybody know where the longest verse in the Bible is? Anybody know where the longest word in the Bible is? Come on. Verse 18 says, Open thou my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth. Are you a stranger in the earth? Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgment at all times. <laughs> Ought to be a requirement to read that whole chapter through once a week. <clears throat> Just talking. I had an uncle. Actually, was a great uncle, and he was visiting my daddy quite often and years and years ago. And he said, "Well, it was always a little strange. If they come to your house to get your Bible, he said, what you do is you reach in there and you tear out Proverbs. He said, if you live by that." You'll make it. That's right. <laughs> it's interesting how some people look at things. Ain't it? Page 306, the old gospel ship. <clears throat>
sail through the air. The beauty of it is, if we go by the way of the grave first, we'll rise first. And first. First. I like, how many like to be first? Okay. Page 307. <laughs> See if I can remember how this, this song goes. Take it to the Lord in prayer. I hope I am not selective in taking things to the Lord in prayer. By that I mean, if it's really complex and really... Do I size it up and measure it or calculate it before I take it to Him? Come on. You get in dangerous territory when you start calculating. Right. Communicating with God and, right. and loving your fellow man. Yep. We need to take it to the Lord in prayer. Whatever it is. Yes. <clears throat> Men ought always pray and not think. Alright?
For God so loved the world. The world. Mainly me and you. <laughs> and he gave. I hope I hope I can live like that. He so loved that he gave. Instead of he so loved he took. Are we givers or takers? <clears throat> All right.
transforming, arresting love of God transformed a man, a person. Anyone have a special prayer in the
Amen. So let's give him our undivided attention and let's see what God's got for us this evening. Come on. Hey, God, good. Yes, God. Yes, I said, ain't God good? Ain't God good? Come on here. He is good. He is awesome. He is glorious. He is. And he said that I am. Meaning whatever, Moses, whatever y'all need, I am there. Glory to God. I'm glad I know I'm glad I know him. I feel like asking that question again. Excuse my English, but ain't God good? Glory to God. Glory to God. Appreciate the Lord. So glad to be with you tonight. I guess it was a surprise for you. <laughs> We're not able to get in the prisons right now physically. But we're going in with a stamp, going in with the literature, and we're going into some transitional centers as we speak right now. Praise the Lord. They can't have legal cell phones in the transitional center. Now, if we're going into any prisons right now, I don't know about it, and I hope they don't tell me. Because I don't want to have to say, well, I knew it. Praise the Lord for His goodness and mercy. God's got a plan. Whatever His plan is, I want to be right in the middle of it. Praise the Lord. Appreciate the opportunity to be here. Let's go to the book of St. Luke, chapter 8, verse number 22. St. Luke, chapter 8, verse number 22. Thank you for the offer. Praise the Lord. St. Luke chapter 8, verse number 22. Say amen when you find it. Amen. Shout over me if you didn't. <laughs> now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forward. Now it came to pass on a certain day when he, talking about Jesus, went into a ship with his disciples 
And he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. You may be seated. You most likely, many of you would be familiar with this situation here in these scriptures about the storm on the sea and then the storm that was waiting on the other side of the sea with the demon-possessed man. Tonight I want to look at it in a different way. Tonight I want to look at the faithful servants and the master. The faithful servants and the master. Jesus has some faithful servants. Now, we are children of the King. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. It sounds like a paradox, but we're also servants. Willing servants. We're a lot of things in Christ. A lot of things. But tonight we'll look at ourselves as servants and we would have to ask a question We'll ask ourselves that question. Am I a faithful servant? We'll look at the faithful servants in this picture here. And then we'll look at the master, which is Jesus. He is the master. There's something special about faithful servants. And there's something questionable about unfaithful servants. The faithful will one day get to hear the Lord say something to the effect of, Enter in, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come be ruler, something to that effect, over many things. God is faithful. You'll never find God being unfaithful. And if we can endeavor with all our being to be as faithful to God... As God is faithful to us, then we got a bright outlook on our future. I remember praying one time, walking around in the sanctuary at Silver Creek Church of God, and I was alone in there, but I really wasn't alone. The Lord was with me, but no no other flesh was in there but mine. And I was just thanking the Lord just about all the good things that He'd been doing. In my life and in the church. And I said, Lord, you've been faithful. And the Holy Ghost quickened me with rebuke. As if to say, no, son, it's not being faithful. I am faithful. I've been careful ever since then to always say, God is faithful. Now, is Dennis Morgan faithful? Is Brother Jeff faithful? Is Brother... Your name just flew out the window. I knew it as good as you was up here a while ago. It has left me. Hicks. There you go. That's what I was trying to get to. Brother Hicks. Praise the Lord. Faithful. Jesus says to the disciples, let us go, or let us go 
unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. I want to look at the faithful servants. They followed in silent obedience. Silent obedience. They didn't say, Lord, uh, why do you want us to go over there? Uh, Isn't there plenty of work to be done over here? No questions asked. He gives a command and he don't really give suggestions because he's God and he's Lord. And he's not asking me and he's not asking you how to function and operate and do things. He says, let's go to the other side. And they just silently obeyed him without any debate, without any argument. In the book of Matthew, in the same situation, Jesus saw great multitudes about him. And he gave the commandment to depart unto the other side. Now the faithful disciples, without saying anything, is ready to launch that boat out and go. But there was some that had more lip than they had heart concerning following Jesus. Matthew records it where Luke done, but a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I'll follow thee whithersoever thou goest. He probably heard the command of the disciples to go to the other side, but he's saying, you know, look, uh, put some roses on me. Now I'll follow you wherever you want me to go. Why don't you just be quiet and then go with them? Get in the boat and go. Jesus tells him, uh, uh, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Another one without saying, that's good, let's get up and go with them. He says, uh, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And, and Jesus said, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. You see, there's faithful disciples here, faithful servants here, that just simply said nothing but got in the boat and launched out. But there's others standing on the sideline that's uh, wanting to brag about what they're going to do, but they're not going to do it. God's not interested in how much me and you can brag about what we can do for the kingdom. He wants to know what we will do. He wants to see action in us. He wants to see us moving. But I, I really want to do this for the kingdom. I want to do that, but I can't. So, well, do what you can do. Do what you can do. Then they launch out. And they're on the way to the other side. He said, let's go. So we're going. uh, Peter could have looked at uh, uh, John and said, wonder what's going on over there. I don't know. He just said, let's go. And all of a sudden, a storm arises. And all of a sudden, they're no longer silent. (laughs) They're in a dither. They're about to have a connection. You ever seen somebody have a conniption that comes after the dither? <laughs> and, and they really get out uh, sideways with everything that's around them. In verses, in verses 23 through 25 is the, the storm part. And as they're sailing the storm, and rather than just remembering Jesus said, we're going to the other side. They get all uptight as if he's going to let them perish before they get to the other side. 
Y'all don't mind me taking my time, do you? They're, they're, they're about to uh, just lose their minds because of this storm and water's coming in the boat. And how many times do we experience things like that? It seems like there's getting what there's water in our boat and our boat's about to go under and we forget that He said, I will go with you all the way unto the end of the world. Lo, I'm with you. He, he's not called to let us perish. He didn't call me to an altar of repentance to get me saved and then let me drown in the sea of troubles and chaos. When chaos is all around me, I do know I can call on His name. But we're looking at the servants right now. They're still faithful servants, but they're excited right now. They're not excited with joy. They're excited with fear. Fear will destroy you. I like what the pastor said. I, I can't remember the exact words, but in other words, we cannot give ourselves into fear. You mustn't give yourselves to fear. Fear will destroy you. Fear will destroy your faith. Fear, fear will destroy your testimony. I said fear will destroy your testimony. It will destroy you. We must understand. I am a child of the living God. I am one of His. He is the great I am. As I said. As God said. I am that. He is that. He is everything we need. They're on boat. Yes, there's a storm. And it's raging. But the master of the sea is on board. I said the master of the sea is on board. Oh, what if I'm going to get sick? If it's your time to go, you're going to get sick or get run over or something of the sort. If it's our time, you can call it coronavirus. You can call it the flu. Come on. You can call it tuberculosis. Come on here. We're going to exit out of here with something if Jesus don't take us out first. So these disciples are afraid of what's all around them. I'll admit, it'd be easy to catch that spirit of fear. But when I see it coming... I pull my memory back to who I am. Which reminds me of who, who He is. And I say, thank God. I mean, uh, the last few years since we've been out, Brother Butler, we went places. Uh, I told them, I said, we, they've been, this church we go to, they said, man, we just had the flu run through our church. Everybody's sick and all of this. And, and we go somewhere else. And, uh, and I said, thank God we've either been ahead of it or behind it. Yeah, that's right. I praise the Lord for that right now. We need to get ahead of the virus or behind it. Thank God for it. I do not want to give in to this fear. It's all around me. It's all around us. But listen, what else is all around us? I see mercy all over the house. I see grace all around us. I see the goodness of God all around us. Glory to God. Yeah. So there they are. They're faithful.
there, they're uptight. They're uptight. They're responding vocally with fear. Jesus, we're going to look at him, the master, here in a little bit, but remember, he rebukes them. And I really, you know, the Lord can say a lot of things to us, and, and a parent can, or a, a pastor, or a spiritual leader can say a lot of things that can sting us. Y'all ever been stung? Oh, wow. But for the Lord to look at me and say, where is your faith? you got to think about that. Yes. That stings. That's right. That stings. Mm. Where? Lord, it's faith. By faith, I'm saved. And you're asking me, where's my faith? And the writer of Hebrews said, but without faith, it is impossible. To please him. Amen. And he's asking me, where's your faith? He's saying, where's your means of pleasing me? Where's your means of pleasing the Lord when faith is not present? They get over the storm, it calms, because the master's on board. And they get to the other side. Man, we 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 we're gonna get to the other side. He said, "Let's go to the other side." Bound to be gonna be a time of relaxation. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get over there on the other side. We're gonna get to keep back, pull some coconuts off the tree, and <laughs> cut a hole in and drink some fresh coconut juice. <laughs> cut us up some pineapple and have some good fruit. Ooh, we're gonna have a good time. And to get to the other side and about the first thing they need yeah. is a wild man yeah. done ripped his clothes off and been cutting himself and blood all over the place. Oh, oh Lord. Did he make a mistake bringing us over here? Come on. Come on. But the faithful servants are there. They're not over there on the other side where they just come from talking about what they're going to do and want to go bury somebody yeah. or, or anything else. But they're there. They're watching in faith and now they've sealed their lips again. And they're watching and they're listening and they're observing while the Master works. Y'all get the picture I'm trying to paint here? The faithful servant obeys without debate. Now, uh, it's human to say, are you sure, Lord? Give me a confirmation. I've been there a few times. But not to argue with the Lord. Once I know, I'm headed out. My wife said, I'll go wherever the Lord leads us. She said, I'll even go to Africa. I'll take some Kleenex in with me to dry my tears. <laughs> but she's convinced through our marriage, through the ministry that God's called us into, that when it comes to a point that I look at her and say, this is what God said. Yes. This is what we got to do. I appreciate a faithful 
spouse. That will say, I'm with you. And I believe God deals with her as well. To confirm to me that this is not just something that I'm on to, but it's something that God's dealing with her about as well. The faithful listen to God and when they know, they move with anticipation in the direction that got on that boat. And they said, a storm has come. Looks like we're going to pass. Looks like we're not going to make it to where he said to go, but he's on board. So we're still going. All of a sudden, the seas are calmed. And just as soon as the seas come, the dirt's erupting. Man's coming out of the graveyard screaming and carrying on. So what we're going to do, we're going to stand by and watch. We're going to watch him work now. He brought us here. He knows what he's doing. He's in charge. We're going to watch him work. I saw the man comes up there and they watch him work. It's hard to talk about the, the faithful servants without talking about the master a little bit right here. But they're watching him work. In the midst of chaos and trouble, in the midst of demonic activity, yeah. the master is calm. Yes. Just imagine. Brother Jeff, if you were to just jump up and down a few times and come at me, come at me shaking your fist, act like you're going to do that, but I mean he's... <laughs> If you really make about three foot taller, howl over him. And teeth about five inches long, piece and sharp as a, a, a blade. And I'm standing here. You think I'm going to be calm enough to ask him what's his name? Say, <laughs> so, buddy, what's your. But this wild man, this demon possessed man. Those disciples, those faithful servants, they're watching him keep the focus on the servants right now. But what they're seeing is the master who is calm and collective in the midst of a horrible thing. In fact, they watched him. I want to bring us around to the thought process of I can be a faithful servant. I can function and operate like these faithful servants. In the midst of the storm, I may get upset, but that master was calm. He was resting. And when he gets to the other side, he's not wore out from fighting that sea. He's not wore out with anticipation of all that's going on. He's simply calm and said, watch your name. I've got something for you that you don't know about. I'm going to take care of you. And those disciples are taking all of this in and it's building faith in them that if he's calm and collective in this situation, I'm going to keep on following him. I'm going to keep on keeping on with him. Now let's look at the master. The master. He is in charge. Whether we act like it or not. He is in charge. And without hesitation, 
He declares to his faithful servants, this is what we're going to do. He speaks to us that way. He talks to us. Are you sure you want to go to the other side? I said, we're going to the other side. I'll follow you anywhere. He said, foxes have holes, but some men don't just go on about your business. You're not interested. Let me go back. Just go bury your dead. You're not interested. If you've got anything, if you've got anything that seems to be more important to you than following him, he'll have the same response to you. Anything and following him, it begins at the old rugged cross. It begins at repentance. Because sometimes folks get all tangled up in what does God want me to do? And we've had folks not just incarcerated but in other places that they get saved, they get excited. If you don't get excited, did you really get saved? Yeah. Yeah. You get saved, they get excited, and next news you know, uh, they're gonna they're gonna go to preaching. Did God call me to preach? Well, I don't know what God wants me to do. First thing he wants you to do, and I know as the old saying goes, I might be preaching to the choir here tonight. But may the choir hear it one more time. Yeah. You know what that means? I guess it means you're not repeating yourself if somebody already knows about it. The first thing he expects of you before he expects you to go into any kind of ministerial work is to be holy. He's called us unto holiness. If I can't get into that mode of thinking then I'm not going to be a lot useful in a pulpit. I'm not going to be much use for him in a pulpit or even passing a track out to somebody. Can you imagine passing out? uh, Can you imagine? I'm going to use a very carnal illustration here. Can you imagine me walking out on the street with a, a white shirt on but it's got mud stains, mustard stains ketchup stains and I even a pair of white uh, khaki pants on and I mean it's got stains all over it and I'm passing out pamphlets advertising a new laundry detergent that gets some clean white <laughs> you be interested in buying some of that <laughs> there's a sign close to our house and I'm thinking about taking a picture of it and maybe blocking out the phone number and the name of the company just out of decency. (laughs) But it says such and such lawn service. And the grass is growing up around the sign uh, uh, enough that you know that obviously they don't understand what they're advertising. You're a loud care man. Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I guess your smile and your eyes going to look like it. <laughs> In other words, he's called us unto holiness. Yes. That's 
How can I invite somebody to Jesus when I'm not displaying Jesus in my life? Oh, hallelujah. The Master is in charge and He's calling us unto holiness and righteousness. And He does not hesitate to tell us what He expects of us. Meaning, I ain't cutting no bones about it. It's this way. He's God. He's just. He's loving. But He's God. Then we move on from the shore and we get into the midst of the sea where the disciples get frantic over the storm. And even though at this time, I'm not going to say He's asleep, though in the flesh He was, and excuse me, forgive me, have mercy on me. Please don't jump on me after church about it. It's just the way I feel. That song that said, wake up the master, I don't really like it. Because he ain't asleep tonight. He's no longer in the flesh to have to go to sleep. He is on the right hand of the Father. And you can call on him at midnight. You can call on him at 2 a.m. You can call on him at 4 a.m. And you don't have to wake him up to give his attention. So I'm going to look at this like this. They get in the middle of that sea. And even though Jesus is silent, he's down in the bottom of the boat. In the flesh, he's asleep. In the spiritual, he's silent. But he is still. I said he is still. I said he is still in charge. That's the master. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the storm because he's the master of it. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the command because he's the master of it. And when he sees their lack of faith, he takes care of the situation. Because he loves them. Wake up the master. Y'all see where I'm coming from? Might as well go here since I'm there. Folks, I love gospel music. That's all I listen to. I no longer listen to rock and roll. I no longer. And my wife said you'd have thought he'd been a a hillbilly listening to country music instead of rock and roll. But a little bit, but I no longer listen to that either. I want to hear a song that lifts my spirits toward Jesus. But I want to invite you tonight when you're listening to your gospel music, listen closely and make sure it's scripturally sound. Because if it's it's not scripturally sound, that doesn't take away the fact that it could have a hook in it. Y'all know what a hook is in music? It, It catches the listener's attention. And it moves them on through it. And sometimes they don't even pay attention to what it's really saying. As a brother told me, Sister Butler, years ago, he said he sat behind another brother, a preacher brother in a revival or count meeting. And I mean, he said the preacher was just a preaching. 
And the man ahead of the brother that told me was just, hey, man, come on, come on. And he said, he tapped him on the shoulder. He said, brother, he just left the word. He, he's in error. That's not scripturally sound what he said. He said, he said, well, it sure was sounding good. You know, we can laugh about that, but there's a horrible reality. How many undiscerning ears as well? that wasn't strong enough to, to shake it off after a while. But we'll take that unscripturally sound word and build on it. Praise God every, every touch sets on its own bond. It's not scripture. I guess it's so. I don't know. You don't have a bunch of tubs around the house to check them out and see. And, and that it can get deeper than that. Oh, yes. The master's in charge. Yes. That's the point. He's silent sometimes. And all sometimes I, I personally, in my own life, in the ministry, in the work of God, Brother Jeff, I want to hear him. I feel like a storm is raging in my own mind and in my own life. And I think if I could just hear him, that would save the storm, that would save the trouble, that would save the excessive worry and the fear and all the comfort if I could just hear him. But I want to know this. Even though I cannot hear him and he's silent, I still know he's in charge and he's not going to leave me wrong. He's not going to lead you wrong if you just listen to him. Well, I can't hear him. I'm going to listen to him. Stay close to him. Stay close to him. When you can't hear him, just stay close. After a while, he's going to breathe. I wish somebody lift your hands right here. I believe he's breathing right now on somebody. Hallelujah. I believe he's breathing right now on somebody. Glory to God. He's in charge. That's what I want to bring out. The servant is obedient. The master is in charge. And he speaks to that scene that comes. And they go on to the other side. And the disciples are watching the master. And when he gets to the other side, this you've got to believe he was foul-mouthed. He's nasty. He's bleeding. He's cursing. Those demons are not nice. They have total control of that man. Legion. But they notice the master yeah. is in control. He says, come out of there. That's right. That demon don't force that man up in his face and say, I ain't going to do it. They just beg for some reprieve. Yeah. If we got to go, can we make a request? Yeah. Yeah. They recognize he's in charge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The master yes. 
is in charge. Then the man comes back. He's clothed. He's in his right mind. He's sitting at the feet of Jesus. He wants to go with Jesus, but he says, no, go tell your family and friends what God has done for you. If I remember right, historians say that it could have been that man that actually evangelized that country. He went and told somebody what the Lord has done for him. When the servants are faithful, the master brings everything around to good. Would you stand tonight? When the servants are faithful, the master brings everything around for good. On down in verse number 40, and it came to pass that when Jesus returned, that's when they come from that land and come back to where they started, the people gladly received him for they were all waiting for him. They're ready to see him. The sea didn't gobble him up. The demon possessed didn't tear him up. He come back across that water with the same sparkle in his eye that he had when he left. That I was, I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. And so in the book of Romans, the apostle under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost said in verse 28 of chapter 8, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called are the called according to His purpose. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, in Your holy, holy name, I thank You, Lord, for Your mercy Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I thank you, Lord, personally for reaching further down than I could reach up. I thank you, Lord, personally for the times when I was in the middle of the sea and it seemed like you could not hear or you were silent, but yet you were still on board and you were still the master. I thank you, Lord, that when I moved on and found an island of distress, found an island of trouble and chaos. I realized, Lord, I was not on that island by myself, but the Master, the Master, somebody say the Master was with me. Lord, I
Thank you, Jesus. I am the master of your storm. I am the master of all your circumstances. If you will just let go and allow me to work. Let go and allow me to be what I purpose to be in your life. Hear me, saith the Lord. Fear not. For I love you with a mighty love. And I'll not allow you to go under as your faithfulness draws you near to my side. Draw near, saith the Lord. Draw near, saith the Lord. Draw near. I don't come to you with games. I don't come to you in ways of jest. But I come to you, saith the Lord, in all seriousness. In all seriousness and all power. I am that that you need. Trust me, saith the Lord. Trust me. Doubt not. Doubt not. But trust me, saith the Lord. Trust me. Again, I say, trust me, saith the Lord. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Master, master, master. Master, master, master. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, how sweet it is. Can you play it? It's so sweet. Trust in Jesus. It's so sweet. Trust in Jesus. If you have a need tonight, I'd like to invite you to bring it to this altar. Any kind of need. He is the master of physical needs. He's the master of spiritual needs. He's the master in financial needs. He's the master in emotional needs. He's the master. It doesn't matter what the need is. Master, Savior, awesome God, awesome King. Oh, to trust Him. That's what He's called on us to do tonight. 